0: Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com.
1: We prayed today. I just want to encourage you in this uh, as we turn. You can turn to John. I'm going to put up a couple of scriptures on the screen for you. But I, I just want to encourage you in this. Um, uh, I, I was in a meeting this week and we were uh, doing some, some training development and different things like that. And it's, it, it, could be, it could be very easy to be disheartened by what you hear right now. Um, please don't allow it to pull you in that direction. The Bible gives you direction for everything that you are seeing right now. If you're seeing people depart from the faith, the Bible has answers for that right now. You say, well, I don't understand why people... Why? The Bible gives Answers for that right now, and believe me, as a pastor, let me just say right now. Imagine if it was your field. Imagine if you were in your company and you're overseeing your company, and all of a sudden, fifty percent of the people that you thought were in your customer base are gone. You're like, oh, what? what, what?" But you're looking at them like, but I don't know. It could get really kind of personal, quick. Maybe not for you, you don't feel that. You may think, well, I don't get it, man. I got a little more room in here. It's cool. But I'm just telling you, it ain't cool for pastors. We have egos, bro. Let me just tell you right now, it ain't cool. But the reality is this. The Bible has an answer for it. If I build my life on what I see, then I'll be moved by what I see. If I build my life on what I read in his word, then I can understand the times and the seasons that I live in right now. Now, I want to encourage you in that. Do not allow people who are going in a different direction to pull you into their direction. You stay strong and stay steadfast on God's word. So we're going to look at this, okay? In, John, in Revelation, I'm re- I'll put it on the screen for you and then we'll talk about John, okay? So you, you can go to John and, and then I'll, uh, I'll get there in a minute. But in Revelation 4 7, this is where we're taking the, the scripture from to build this whole off the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Revelation 4 7, <clears throat> Revelation 4 7 says the first of these living beings was like a line. We talked about line, is Matthew. Matthew revealed Jesus as king. The second was like an ox. The ox reveals Jesus in Mark. He's the great suffering servant. Okay, We have all this out there on the information center if you want it. You can download it online if you're watching online right now as well. They're all available and it's all free. The third had a human face. The face of a man. And it talks about the humanity of Jesus. The son of man. Luke and his detail like no other. Luke gives a chronological account of Jesus as the Son of Man, if you will, relates to you and I in a way that we can understand from humanity. He is the Son of Man. And today we're going to talk about John. This is, and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. This is Jesus revealed as the Son of God. Now you could take these and, and talk about them in a couple of other different directions too. I'm just focusing in on this today, okay? So Jesus was like an eagle in flight in the Gospel of John. Now, I was able to do something. Um, uh, man, I don't even know. I've lost track of time so bad. Whenever it was, I was able to take a fishing uh, trip. Uh, a pastor was very generous and just said, hey, man, I want to get you away for a bit. And so I got to go fishing in, in Montana. And this is, I don't even remember, I think it's last year. I can't remember right now. It was the middle of the pandemic. Anyway, so um, when you see this, I was able to see an eagle, a bald eagle, and it looks like when you see this, I'm going to show you this in a second, but if you look at the tip of the fishing rod, we're on a pontoon, by the way, and so there's no audio, the wind's too loud, I couldn't, uh, I just had to blank out the audio, it, you, you wouldn't, it would drive you crazy. So anyway, at the tip of the fishing rod, you're going to see nothing, okay? It's because I'm filming with my iPhone about 150, 200 yards away, but then I'm going to zoom in, and you're going to see uh, an eagle that was sitting on a stump that was about probably like this tall. I'm doing that for... So you can see how big this, this bird was. So look at this, and then um, I'll pick up here. So take a look at this eagle. Look at the end of the tip of the fishing rod, just hanging there, I promise you. It'll zoom in in a minute and be better. Okay, you see that? Sitting on a stump? That bird's about two feet tall. Watch this. One of the most beautiful things, and obviously a video, you know, doesn't do... But the wingspan on that bird, I mean, I I don't know. It's hard to guess because it was so far away. I mean, probably the width of my arms, I don't know. It was massive. I did not realize they were so big. And when the Bible says, talks about this beast in Revelation, that he's like an eagle in flight, it's majestic. One of the things that's interesting about Jesus is we need to make sure, I want to make sure if, if you hear anything today, I'm going to take a few minutes right here before y'all talk, is that Jesus is the Son of God. He was not born on earth and then ascended. He was from the heavens before the earth ever began, and he descended to the earth, and then he ascended back up. An Eagle, the funny thing about these animals, when you see these faces... The first of the three gospels are very similar. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They're very similar. They have beings that are creatures that are, have one thing in common, well more than one, but, but particularly this one thing. They must live on the land. I mean, you've never seen an ox hang out in a tree, right? You've never seen that happen. Uh, we, even though we love, we think tree houses are cool and all that kind of stuff, and some people do live in a tree house, they have to come down. They can't, you cannot live in the air. You know, when you look at a man, an ox, or you look at a lion, a lion doesn't sit around, you know, just climbing up on top of things like that and try to jump out of trees and fly. You never see this. Why? They live on the land. But an eagle does not live on the land. He lives in the trees. He lives up high and he soars. He comes down for food, but he goes right back up. The interesting thing about eagles, the, Bible, um, the, the, the scientists tell you about eagles, if you were to have the eyesight of an eagle, it would be the equivalent of you sitting on top of a 10-story building looking down and seeing an ant. That's the kind of eyesight they have. So when we talk about he is the son of God, you ain't going to hide anything from him. No sense in playing around. No sense in playing church with him. No sense in just like, I'm going to get my church on day. Yeah, he already saw that before you got up this morning. He knows stuff. And whenever I try to play him really good, you're like, hey, Lord, how's everything going? You know, like, yeah, well, it's been a while since I talked to you. I mean, you know, I've been, what are you going to say to him? He's 10 stories up looking at you at an ant. he's like, I know what you've been doing. You think I don't know? You think I don't see you? You can say you're busy, got things to do. Doesn't matter. All these three live in land, but the eagle lives in the air. So John starts with this, okay? John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning, the word already existed. And the word was with God. we we'll say, who's the word? I'll, this is Jesus, but I'll break it down more in a minute. And <clears throat> the word was God. And he existed in the beginning with God. And God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. Nothing. Nothing. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought the light to everyone. Now watch this. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Never. Harvard just put an atheist In the head chaplain's role, Harvard was a school designed and dedicated to the glory of God. It's on the Veritas. It's on the very front gates. I've seen it, taken a picture of it. It was built in honor of a pastor. There was a church across the street That was where the students would go to worship. They built it because there was nowhere to worship. Harvard was dedicated for the glory of God. Now they have an atheist in place of the head chaplaincy program because they feel like everybody needs to get along and everybody needs to understand one another. And so this atheist who has no belief in God is supposed to direct the culture of God. I'm telling you right now, Harvard can shut its doors if they want to. The church of the universalism or whatever they got hanging across the street with their crazy flags can do whatever they want to. It doesn't matter because in the end, he's still the son of God. He's still the son. Because in the darkness, if the darkness gets bigger, he's still going to be brighter. Go ahead, bring it on. Just bring it on. He'll only be even brighter. But see, that's what we're worried about. Well, what about Jesus? What about Harvard? I'm not worried about Harvard. Shut the thing down. Who cares? Set them all down. We're so worried about all these things. And he said, I'm not worried. An eagle soars above it all. Eagle's not worried about things on the earth. It sees from up high. But he says this, the darkness can never <coughs> extinguish it. So he goes into verse 14. It says, then the word became human. Very important. Very important that you believe this and know this today. Jesus was born of a virgin named Mary. If you deny this and believe the humanistic viewpoint that somehow, way, he was this just prophetic guy, you deny the deity of God, the sonship of God, all by that one statement. He became human and he made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. <clears throat> we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father, the one and only Son. Listen. Luke tells you this, I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures here, but Luke tells you this, I'm writing so that you can be certain of the truth of everything that you were taught. That's not why John writes. John says, this is why I'm writing to you. John chapter 20, verse 31. These things are written so that you might continue to believe. You hear that word continue? If you're watching online, now, you hear the continue? Many people will depart from the faith. Understand my words right There will be many people who will depart from the faith. But why did John write his gospel? So that you would continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. So what was John saying? Man, listen. He said, I don't want you just to understand by Matthew's genealogy records and all these different things. I want you to understand something. He is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And that was important to John, that Christ was above all. He was not from the earth. He was from above. He came down, became a man, so that you and I could have forgiveness of sins through him. Then he went back up. John's gospel is all about revealing the Son of God. And this is why we have his his version of the gospels. Because he wants you to understand that the Son of God is still supreme overall. So when we get to your, as you discuss a couple of things this morning, I'm going to put up a couple of... uh, Questions for you in a verse of scripture to read. Today we're going to talk about a little bit from this idea that with everything that's going on, it's like all I hear. Hardly ever do I hear somebody come at me and go like, hey, guess what? I was reading the Bible the other day. Did you realize that Jesus is victorious over not only death, but also hell and the grave? I was reading that. No, here's what I always hear. Man, did you hear about what happened in Afghanistan? Well, everybody heard. It's heartbreaking, yes. It's frustrating, yes. I want to fix it, yes, but I can't. What did you hear about, What well, man? Did you hear about that? Oh, numbers are on the rise. COVID's back. Hey, let me tell you where COVID can go. I've buried enough people this year. I'm tired of hearing the, the crazy stories that it ain't real. I'm tired of hearing about how, oh, you shouldn't get out of your house, on the other hand, and, and every restaurant in town's full. I, if you need to be at home, you need to be at home. I told my stay at home for a little week or two. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. That's wrong. But let's just quit making up crazy stuff. It can go back where it came from. The pit of hell, man. Yes. I, but what are we going to do? Sit around, tiptoe around the rest of our lives? No. We're not. Oh, what about all this other stuff that's happening? What about the president? What about him? You ought to laugh a little more. I, I pray for him. This is not disrespect. Get mad at me if you want to. I start saying, Uncle Joe. Hey, what's up, Uncle Joe? I get mad at me if you want to. I don't care. I've got to have something where I can laugh and have a little bit of life. Because everybody around that I hear is so stinking serious. We are so afraid. Ooh, ooh. Hey, man, listen, whatever. Uncle Joe gonna take care of it. What are you talking about? Just to see the reaction of people. Just to get a reaction. See, some of y'all right there. you got so nervous. Now you finally loosen up a little this morning. Okay, maybe everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. If there's one thing I learned when we went to Jamaica, the Jamaicans have a saying called Ari, man. Hey, everything's Ari, maybe it's because they had a little ganja, I don't know. But everything's going to, that's marijuana for y'all that didn't know. <laughs> everything's going to be Ari. They say, Ari, man, Ari. And so we picked up and said, everything's, everything's Ari? That means everything's going to be all right. You worried about your 401k, your 503, your 208, your address, your home and everything else. Hey, man, listen, last time I heard, he's still king. Well, and is he not? I'm, d- I'm done with all this mess, man. Amen. It's going to be bad. Jesus told us it's going to be bad, but you've got to believe more in the fact that if he is in you, I, somewhere I read, I think somewhere, it might have been John even, I don't know. We're supposed to be more than conquerors through him that loved, him, loved us and gave himself for us. But we ain't acting like conquerors. We talk about the doom and the gloom, man. I want to talk about the glory and the goodness of God. That's what I want to talk about. So there you go. I laid it up real good for you. All right, so here's a couple of discussion questions for you. John 14, verse 1, that's what you're going to read. John 14, verse 1 through 6. Somebody at your table can read it and be the reader. And there's a couple of questions there. If you get done, you know, you don't have to answer them all. But I'm going to give you eight minutes here to hang out and talk. So... You want to read this great verse, John 14, 1 through 6, and then there's a couple of questions there you can ask each other, okay? And then, and then we'll be back to finish up. So ready? John 14, verse 1 through 6. Ready? Read. All right. Sounds like a lot of good conversations there. <clears throat> this is the first time I read, I heard this, not necessarily heard it, but an application. So I, <clears throat> I was, uh, I was having to do, my first as a pastor, I had to do my first funeral. Now, I have since then, uh, it, it may sound strange, but um, I have a folder of people that I marry and then people that I bury. And I still have all the names like, still there. And it's weird when you go back and look at things and all that, but I remember having to preach my first funeral. And at the time, I just had started pastoring a church and I didn't know what to do. I really didn't. I did not know what to do. They let me tell you something right now. They, you go to Bible college; they teach you all kind of good stuff out of the Bible. But the practical stuff, I went into an area an, an emphasis on Christian education with children's ministry and stuff like that. I didn't go through the pastor's class. So in the pastor's class, they give you all this other stuff with how to marry people, how to do funeral, how to do all this stuff. Well, I never got that in kids' church. You know, you don't. It's not the kind of terms you go over. You know, you're dealing with like how to build teams, how to. Recruit people to help you. How do you design arts and crafts? I don't know, all kind of stuff like that. Yeah, you should have seen me in there with that. That was fun. So I, I remember having to preach my first uh, funeral, and I called my father-in-law, Ronnie, and I said, I mean, because I, no, no one was here. one was me. I mean, I didn't have a, at that time, didn't have any overseer, didn't have any, like, it was just, it was just out of nowhere, and I, I honestly did not know what to do. So I called him, I said, hey, I said, what? where do you even start? This is awful. I mean, this is really awful. Like, what do I say? It's not about you saying stuff. God gives us truth. People need to hear during this time and remind people. And he gave me this verse of scripture that you guys just read. And I'll read this part, and then we're going to do something a little bit different this morning for you. But in John 14, 1, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust in me. I go to prepare a place for you. He is the eagle in flight. He just is. He's the one that ascended back from where he came from. And why why am I telling that today? Because it's so important to remember this that in John's gospel, he emphasizes something so important to you. That in John 3.16, the one that we use so much, for this is how God loved the world. Or you might say it this way, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son, so that everyone believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son. I don't know if you've ever taken the time to think about John's writing in this. But he's coming from a heavenly point of view. We think of in terms of this, we think in terms of where we live. And we think, well, he's, you know, I can imagine giving up my son or my daughter. And that's true. I couldn't either. No one, in your, no one would do it. You would never give up your, to save. I don't care how many hundreds of you there are. I would never give up my child to help you in that way. I love you. I'll see you on the other side. You know what I'm saying? But God doesn't think that way. He sees you down here. From up here. And he and Jesus and the Holy Spirit decided that we were worth the sacrifice. So he came down for you. He did. God personally present in Jesus. Working out salvation. So what we're going to do right now is I'm going to read you a little something here. And then I'm going to ask you to do something for me. I'm going to cherish if you'll come on up. And... um what I'm going to do is, when Jesus is talking about the Son of God and the idea that our focus being on Jesus, there was a <clears throat> there was a person who, I, I, I can't remember her name now; it's too long of a name. But she was a missionary, and uh, this is back in the 1800s, I think it was. And she wrote a little. Um, what you, a little pamphlet, a missionary pamphlet, if you will. And basically in that pamphlet, she used this verse of Scripture from Isaiah 45, verse 22. So listen to this, Isaiah 45 and verse 22. It says, let all the world look to me for salvation. For I am God, there is no other. I'm going to say that again. I want you to think about this for a moment. We're in a very humanistic time period. Please hear these words again. Let all the world look to me for salvation. That's not to discredit or take away from what humans do to help people. That's not what that means. When it says salvation, for I am God, there is no other. There is no other. When we are confused, misguided, hurt, betrayed, or in a season like this where no one really understands what's going on, can we just be honest right now? Stop thinking that we've got a handle on some stuff because we really don't. Would y'all agree with me that we really don't have a handle on anything? I mean, if you think we have a handle on stuff, you need to just come sit with me for a little bit and let me just let you make a few phone calls to some people overseas and what's going on. It's just a mess everywhere. But in times like this, what do we do? We go back and we look at him. So this uh, this is a song. This lady, this missionary, wrote this pamphlet about this whole concept from Isaiah about let all the world look to me for salvation. And this other individual, she decided, well, huh, that sounds really neat. And she wrote a bridge or like a verse to a song called The Heavenly Vision. We call it Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. It's actually a weird, somebody should have told her, not a good name, Heavenly Vision's not going to sell anything. Turn your eyes on Jesus, that's going to be the way to go. Whatever. So what we're going to do right now, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. We're going to take a moment right here. You say, well, I thought we were going to talk some more. Well, we were. But you know, at this point right now, don't you think it's true that if John were here, who would he want to reveal to you? If John was here right now, understanding John when he wrote his gospel 90 plus years of age, after the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD, John writes after that. All the other gospel writers before the destruction, John writes after chaos. And when he's writing, the whole time he's revealing the Son of God. So we're going to put these lyrics on the screen for you. And I would ask you, It's going to be hard. If you know the words, you can probably worship. If you don't, you can watch them. We're going to sing a couple of choruses of this. I just want you to take a moment with you and God. Forget the chaos for a moment. Just forget it. Can we just take a moment right here and just turn our eyes on Jesus? Sing this a couple of times this morning. All right, just you and God right here as we sing.
0: Turn your eyes upon Amém
1: I pray for everybody in this room, if you're watching online as well, that right now, God, we would turn our eyes on you. Lord, help us to lay aside the things, not just the sin, but the things. You know, worry can be a sin. Anxiety can be a sin. You say, well, man, that's that's kind of heavy. No, it's it's being very truthful, worrying about things that we cannot control. I can't fix everything. I can't fix the things around me thinking that we can bring some more anxiety right now god we just give you the things that we are worried about lord we turn our eyes to you and say god would you please move move in our city move in our nation move in our, our world dear lord it is a mess more things than we could spend an hour praying on right now god we just turn to you god i don't even have time to recall all the things but i know that you're greater i know that you're above it all lord I don't think you caused any of it I don't blame you for any of it but Lord I just see it as just more chaos that the enemy has stirred up so Lord would you move God forgive us for turning away from you but God help us today to turn back to you God to get our eyes on you Lord to remove the stress and the fear and the chaos in our own hearts God that's a result of what's around us Holy Spirit would you please help us God would you intervene and Lord I pray if there's anybody here right now that doesn't know you they're here and they maybe have never made you their Lord or maybe they're watching online right now many people are watching right now because of what's going on Lord in the name of Jesus I pray if they don't know you today God would they turn their eyes to you so with your eyes closed I'm going to pray a prayer with your eyes closed your heads bowed just right here where we are This church and just having an honor towards the Lord if you're watching at home or in your car right now or you're listening in the name of Jesus just turn your heart to the Lord as we pray this prayer the whole church is going to pray with you you say I do not know if I am saved I am not sure I want to lead you in a prayer and the whole church is going to pray with you right now just say this say dear Jesus (laughs) I come to you today and I give you my heart I give you my life And I surrender everything. Lord, I do not know how to respond to the things around me. But I know that you're greater. And Lord, I make you my Lord, my Savior of my life. I pray that you would help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, if you prayed that prayer, we're so proud of you. Right, churches, give him a hand. Right now. So, before we go, I know it's a little different, but I just felt like that. um, Man, I just feel like there's enough out there that as believers, we need to turn our eyes to him. You know, you got to do that. You got to turn your eyes to him in your job everything you got going on right now. There's so many things I can't explain to you, and I'm not even going to try. But John would say to us all, I'm writing these things so that you might continue to believe, not to be distracted by what you see. Lean heavily on the one in whom, how it sounds so arrogant when John says this, but he's the one in whom Jesus loved. You know, he just, God bless me, probably should have wrote it different, but he just means... He understood how much God loves him and Jesus loves him, right? So, before we go today, man, don't forget small group leadership. If you're going to lead a small group, now would be a great time. There's a lot of people who need help. Oh, my wife is up here. That's not a good sign. He didn't do
2: anything, but, um... Was and it I the normally... Uncle Joe
1: comment? Huh? Was it the Uncle Joe comment? That did it, didn't it? It did make my heart
2: drop a little, but that's okay. Um... He always says that to me. Um, but I, you know, I was sitting over there and I started to do it earlier and I like got halfway and then I got scared and then I went back. and So you know how that happens sometimes. I don't want to ever be out of order or, um, but he you has. can always come up. here. He, he says that. So I, today I did. So uh, Only her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Love you. But also.
2: I just, this morning, you know, we were on our way to church and I don't know if you experienced this, but it was just like. Crazy chaos trying to get here today. Like people couldn't find their shoes. It was like one shoe missing. Like where did it go? It was just the strangest things. Like just and like I mean, like, people were crying. Like we we're trying to get out the door. And I was and so we get in the car finally. And I'm like, you know what, guys? The enemy wants to do everything he can to stop us to get from getting to church. And to, not just to, from getting to church, but in general, if you're at home from worshiping him, because it would have been really easy to say, forget it, just turn the TV on, you know, and I know some people need to stay home and that's, we're so glad that you're tuned in. Um, but it just really hit me. And we as a family, we sat in the car, half of us crying, trying to figure out what happened. And um, I'm like, you know what, the enemy is not going to win. He is, the gates of hell shall not prevail against us, the church. And so he's not going to win. We are going to get there and we are going to worship him. And we are going to be late, but that's okay. And we're going to do it. And um so earlier when they were um, praying, I guess it was singing, I was singing, praying that prayer that you always pray at the end about the Lord bless you. Um I just saw us as families, whether it's your biological family or... Um, your church family that's around you but standing together and really believing that really believing that he is going to bless our families and that he is going to bless us generation after generation and that what is happening around us is just happening around us and that he is inside of us and we are greater and so i just wanted to share that with you that we're not going to let the enemy take our joy we're not gonna let the enemy i mean he tries and it might happen for a minute or so we might shed a few tears i always say tears are healing because it helps me get through it but i just i just wanted to encourage us all i think maybe mostly from myself but i just wanted to be with you today when you said that prayer as a family i
1: was gonna let you do i was gonna let you do
2: it to do it okay well just if you're okay holding hands with your spouse or whoever's around you and if you're if you're not because of COVID, not, that's okay. But um wait, where is it on here? Okay, sorry. He just pointed at the paper. I don't know. Okay, um, so from number six, verse twenty-four through twenty-six. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you give you yes. his yes. peace
1: amen. amen 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 you come up here anytime baby
2: oh and if you need prayer prayer partners you were going to forget this weren't you i was yes prayer partners are going to be in this corner over here please red
1: banners i was just say all that every week and
2: red banners <laughs> we got he people forgets. ready to
1: pray for you now and uh so yes. it's just been look i'm just straight up before you go like it's we're like rebuilding everything so just bear with the whole process. That's where we are right now. Just, what are you going to say? That's where we are, right? The whole church is getting rebuilt. So but we, we got to folks pray that are you. praying. We want to pray with you over there. So they are ready. Pray it up, man. They will anoint you with oil. Pray over you. Whatever you need, man. If you need some prayer, you need somebody to say, God, help me right now. They're ready for you, okay? God bless you guys. Don't forget small group leadership next door in the kids' building in elementary. We'll see you next week.